A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screens. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi everyone, welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy and I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie. Hi Leslie, good morning. Good morning. Good oh afternoon. Good afternoon. Good what afternoon. What time zone it are is. you in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my time zone. Yeah. Um, you are signed in today as In Search of JTT, so why don't you give us a little... Because I, I thought it meant Justin Timberlake and I was excited, but it doesn't. Uh, no, JTT is Jonathan Taylor Thomas, 90s heartthrob from movies such as Huck and Finn, Pinocchio, Man of the House, and of course, TV star of Home Improvement. I, have a, confe- I have a confession first to make. real crush. Yes. I have a confession to make. I used to like Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. I don't think I realized like how problematic it was and the oh toxic masculinity it's until awful. I was like, until I was like 30. Yeah, it's pretty awful. So that's why I'm starting a Twitter campaign and I hope that you all join me and this is what I want. I want some genius, brave person to make a super cut of every JTT segment of each Home Improvement (laughs) episode. Compile it for me so that I could watch it because I don't need to watch all the... (laughs) Yeah, like we literally watched a show about men hanging out in a garage and grunting. Exactly. Tool time. Yeah. Because yeah. they were tools. It was real bad. <laughs> yeah. And they had Pamela Anderson who looked amazing in it. Yes. And she got replaced though, right? Yeah. She left to do Baywatch. Yeah. Right. And- Listen, I was a big fan of this show. I grew like I would never miss it. I watched it because I was in love with JTT. I sent him a fan mail. He oh. wrote back, which is really just a signed postcard. But still, like out of all the millions of cards, he sent one to me. I had somebody handwrite me a letter back one time. You want to know who it was? Who? You will, when I say these words, you will die. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> My birthday twin. Oh. <laughs> and no, guys, it wasn't hate mail. It was like, I liked Ronald Reagan. I was like, hey, President Reagan, I love you. And he, he wrote back, like, dear little Amy. Um, you will hate me someday, but for now, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> we are birthday twins, actually. I shared a birthday with him, and according to my mom, when I was little, I would see the birthday cake whenever they would men- they would show like a birthday cake for Ronald Reagan's birthday, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I would say, "My cake, my cake." Oh, well, I would say okay. it in Spanish, but okay. yeah, yeah. So you were you were making it all about you, even then. Oh, even then, it's all Girl, about me. My birthday is all about me. February sixth, you. you guys. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Axel Rose was born that day, Bob Marley, uh-huh. Babe uh-huh. Ruth. I mean, I'm awesome. September 25th, and I have um, Christopher Reeve, RIP, mm-hmm. and I have Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. 
They share both a birthday? married or both born on September 25th and married to one another. And I don't think they're very married years apart. Very, very years. Very, apart. very many years apart. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, guys, come at me if you're a Libra. We're the best sign. Okay. Anyway, now, we're gonna go right past well. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we have Married at First Sight, episode seven. This is my decision day. What do yeah. you think of this episode overall? Is it still keeping you? Like, are you still wanting to watch? Yeah, I'm definitely enjoying these couples because I thought that some of them, even though they, their troubles might not be so epic like last season where, like, mm-hmm. Clorox bottles were in jeopardy, <laughs> there's still some stakes involved. And you're seeing, like, a little... People are saying behind the scene things are happening that we're not seeing, and that's keeping me interested. Can I say something, though? Sure. Oh, it's getting darker here, by the way. We're expecting bad weather, guys. Um, I'm afraid the show's going to suck without Chris and Alyssa on it. We're going to see what next week brings. But although yeah. I think Lindsay and Mark the Shark will keep us yeah, and entertained. Yeah, Micah and Jasmina, because I feel mm-hmm. like she's going to call him out on stuff that he does off camera. And it's going to be a real, like, Johnny and Bao yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. All right, so let's start. Uh, the couples are heading home. They're leaving Puerto Rico. And each couple, Pastor Cal tells us, has been provided with a, nat- a neutral natural apartment. <laughs> a neutral apartment with the other couples to make sure they start off on equal footing. Again, terrible idea because we already see people not staying in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let we're going to start with Lindsay and mock the shock. Okay. Can I get it out of my system? Jody Foster, Jody Foster. so i want to give credit here i was listening to another podcast i can't remember which one it was maybe cara berry who we love Mm -hmm. um yes it was her she said Lindsay reminds her of becky and roseanne the first becky oh yes so not sarah chalk the first correct Mm -hmm. correct and she really does that was a good good thing okay Oh my God, it's growing so dark in here. I can't even see anymore. All right. Oh no, so, there's a storm coming, you guys. We might get this a little delayed. <laughs> so Lindsay gets right down to business when they get back and she's already like, I'm going to wash your clothes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like she is in, Lindsay is a taskmaster. Like you give her a job, she does it. Okay. So she's having this weird conversation about like she needs to get him on the sustainability train. So she wants to buy him a water bottle and they get to, they get to bed because they have a busy day tomorrow getting his apartment straightened out. Mark the shark tells the camera, Lindsay's a lot, but at least I'll never be bored. He always looks terrified. He does. His eyes are in a perpetual state of I'm going to pop out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to die. So Mark the shark says, this is really embarrassing. And I do feel for him here because he has to put on national television that his fucking apartment has bed bugs. Yeah. And not only that, but show it to the world. Mm-hmm. It's real, real weird, guys. So we get to, we, we start um, going into Mark's apartment. They show up, they have full hazmat suits on. Yep. And <sighs> Leslie, the word art in <laughs> Mark's apartment, I have stills of it. I put it on our Facebook page. I need to know what some of it means. There's a lot of Steve Jobs fetization there. <laughs> like, this guy looks up to Steve Jobs. 
okay, no offense to Steve Jobs, RIP, but this man refused cancer treatment and instead was eating, like, some whatever yeah. shit he read off yeah. the internet, and that's why he died sooner than he should have. I mean, was Steve Jobs a genius? Maybe, some would argue. I don't know. I mean, we're talking on Max, <laughs> so I guess so. <laughs> We are we are on you literally using all of his technology exactly. right now. Exactly. Very good point. Very good point. Okay, so Lindsay tears through this place and does not for one second consider how this makes him feel. Like he is completely overwhelmed, and she's just throwing his shit in the trash, including his set of nine hundred two one zero DVDs. That was egregious. That was egregious. And you can tell, guys, he is like a deer in headlights. Like, she needs to slow the fuck down. Yeah. Does it bring you joy? Does it bring you joy? No, throw it out. Yeah, like, like, dude, I'm trying to just process everything here. Mm -hmm. Like, I tend to be shocking, um, an alpha personality, and I can take (laughs) things over. But I don't think I, like, railroad people like this. Like, this this is a lot. She needs to simmer down. Simmer down now. All right, so then we see them. So they leave his apartment, and then we see them go to Lindsay's. And she has a cute apartment, and she has a bunch of plants that she has named, including one she's named after herself, Lindsay. (laughs) Then we see she explains how the squatty potty works. You get right up on there, you put your legs up on this, and it just opens up your asshole. It opens up your asshole. (laughs) I'm like, what is happening right now? Weren't you just freaking out on him that he opened the door when he farted or something? I, it was, I don't it was get a it. I liked her apartment, though. Did you? Yeah, but it's a bit cluttered. It's cluttered, but it's like it's, it's your typical like city apartment, right? The yeah. exposed brick. It's really small. The windows are old. Brick. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That, it looks like my apartment, no joke. Like right now, I mean, instead of plants and like sustainable shit, I have like a bunch of Barbies in their boxes oh, and Funko go. Pops okay. and Jeff Goldblum sitting right behind me, you guys. Yeah, little Funko of <laughs> Jeff Goldblum being all sexy. Jurassic Park, Ian Malcolm. Even his Funko is sexy. Oh, he's so yes. sexy. Yes. Okay, so I, I liked her apartment. I thought it was really cute, but Mark keeps saying over and over again, this place is so Lindsay. This place is so Lindsay. And it reminds me of my in-laws, who I love dearly, who every time Timmy and I take a shot... Do something in the house that they that is non-traditional. Like we put, um, for my office and for one of our bathrooms, like we put full glass doors and we like put the film on. They'll be like, oh, that's interesting. Which okay. is their way of saying they don't like it. Yeah. So it kind of had that vibe to it. Like this place is so Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know what you mean. Then he tells the camera like, it's a nice place, but not for us. Then we see <laughs> camera footage of Mark the Shark and Lindsay and the five cats. And I appreciated this because the cats are freaking out. And Lindsay's like trying to get some of them and they're hissing. Mm -hmm. Again, guys, like I said last week, you don't move cats. You just don't. You put them in there. You know, he should have moved them to wherever they are moving next or left them, you know, with a parent or something that he was going to give them to permanently. Because these cats are going to go through two moves. It's going to be a nightmare. So he says, Mark says, if these cats can't get along, this is another thing I cannot control. Like, another thing out of my hands. And you can literally see the panic in yeah. his eyes. The eyeballs were like, you know that coach from the TV show, Daria, who had, like, yes. the protruding eye? Yes. That's Mark the Shark. Yeah. Yes. But 100%. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the next day, and, and let me just say, this is, let me say something about Mark. 
I know many people like Mark. I grow I grew up I still live in a very small town. Mark is the kind of person whose personality is really big because his life is really small. Mm-hmm. Like he's probably living in the same neighborhood he grew up in. He probably shops at the same store, has the same two or three friends. Like his life is very small and that's okay. Like that's what he's comfortable with. He had a very as we know, like a pretty traumatic childhood. So like he probably is one of these people who just finds comfort in routine. In routine, yeah. And that things, totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and things like being close to him, and that might be why he has this big personality, because his life is not big. Where Lindsay has a big personality and a big life. Yeah, so, and like, she, she takes care of this. everything, and he's like, no, yeah. no, no, I take care of things. Yes, and he doesn't get that. Like, he doesn't understand the correlation between the two. Like, he's just like are you telling me like I can't shop at the local price shopper on the corner anymore? Like I've shopped there for 30 years, you know, I know right where they keep the bread, something like that. So, all right. So the next day we get some like self shot footage of Lindsay and she's like, guys, I don't know what happened, but like Mark's life, my husband's life is blowing up. His grandmother's like 70 pounds. His landlord is a lunatic And he is about to explode, and I don't even know who he is anymore. He's completely different off camera. He's hot and cold. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, later, Mark the Shark comes home, and there's some tension. And Leslie says she's having a hard time. (laughs) Leslie? I did not (gasps) say a thing. (laughs) You know what? I just have L. That's (laughs) all Keep that in. Do not edit this out. I need to keep, I need, see, this is why I need to call her Jodie Foster. (laughs) (laughs) So Jodie Foster says she's having a hard time and she feels like she's getting two different versions of him. And they have like a weird little fight and, and she walks off. Now, Pastor Cal shows up and she, she's on the balcony. (laughs) And she's just Meditating, right? (laughs) She's meditating or something, and it's real weird. Like, she's just, like, squeezing herself in that... She's got one of those balconies, guys, that's, like, a foot and a half. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) And she's out there, like, smushed up against the door, like a petulant child, like, slamming the glass door so nobody can hear her. And she literally shuts the door when she sees Pastor Cal come. Okay. So... Mark the shark tells Pastor Cal, like, we're in a real bumpy spot. And and Pastor Cal goes out and opens the door. He's like, get your fucking ass in here. What are you doing, <laughs> Jodie Foster? So Mark says they really can't communicate because Lindsay comes off condescending. And she tells Mark the shark he's not giving her the best version of himself. She's tried to help him when he needs it. And she thinks he is not processing these changes well. They went from sharing and being affectionate to him pulling away a lot, and she's hurt and she's mad. Pastor Cal immediately recognizes that Mark the Shark is terrified of her. Yeah. He's like, you're scared of her. Yes. (laughs) He's like, "Um, you know, you're scared of her. And and so Mark the Shark is like, I am. He said, you know, we met and it was great, but then the plane incident happened and the fight on our honeymoon. And he's like, I just need to go slow. And I feel like Lindsay's not respecting that. And he, so then they bring up sex. So Lindsay said they're not having sex anymore. So he's like, look, the first night it it was romantic and I felt something and it just happened. And the next two times, like something was off. Now I have to say on the after show, Mm -hmm. he was asked about 
Lindsay very famously saying that they had sex the three times the day that he said he wanted to pull back. Mm-hmm. Mark the Shark says that was a lie. Oh. He says they had sex a total of two and a half times. What is and the when, half? When Rudy Huxtable <laughs> was like, what is the half? He's like, well, she just took matters into her own hands. And she invited me to go along, but I refused. So I guess she has masturbated in front of him, which, hey, yeah. fine, whatever. Whoa. But I have to say, wow, she feels comfortable, that comfortable with him already? Like on day two? That was, that's impressive, I guess. Wow. Not even in my wildest Tinder drunk days. No. <laughs> like day one, you're whipping out the vibrator. No, no, heavens, no. No. Mm-mm. So he's saying, like, the next two times something was off. And if it doesn't feel right, if we don't have the connection, I just can't do it. And Lindsay's like, I never gave him a reason to feel scared to tell me something. And Pastor Cal's like, I clearly see what Mark is saying. Mm -hmm. And Lindsay's like, I don't, because it was a big run-on sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Now she's like me, a grammar nerd, correcting somebody in a fight. So Pastor Cal's like, look, Lindsay, you're very intelligent and very sharp and you speak without filter. Now, you've always worn that as a badge of honor, but sometimes it's not. And she's like, I agree with that. And Mark the Shark's like, it's a different energy. That's all. He's like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, you're, everything comes from a good place, but our yeah. energies are off. And Pastor Cal gets in there and he just fixes this shit. And I feel like I need to apologize to Pastor Cal. I'm going to hate him again when we get to Jasmine and Michael. But yeah. for now, <laughs> Pastor Cal, I'm sorry. You know, I'm glad you're out of the bunker. I'm glad that someone has rescued you and flew you in. And he really dealt, I feel, with Lindsay pretty well here. It was really good. Yeah. He makes them tell one another what they need. And what he does is he's making Lindsay, like, stay quiet mm-hmm. and listen to Mark. And Mark never feels heard with her. So I think it's it's really important. So... He says, you are, he says, Mark the shark feels like you are taking him over and you need to give yourself to him in doses. And Lindsay says, Mark needs gas in his tank. There's a difference between pulling back and a difference between pulling out. And she needs to know (laughs) that he's in. I know. I couldn't stop laughing. I'm I'm such a fourth grader. Mark says, I know she's a lot, but it's coming from a good place. And, you know, and so that's how they end. And they seem to be in a in a better place. So Yeah, because Lindsay immediately is kind of like, oh, I heard you. I heard you. But she's not listening. She's just talking over him and being louder. Yes. And so absolutely. he retreats. That's he how retreats. He deals with it because he's not a confrontational person. No. Mm-mm. He's never learned because of his upbringing. He's never learned how to navigate confrontation mm-hmm. or change. Yeah. He doesn't do well with change either. Yeah. Okay, let's go to I, I, Owen and Katina. I told Leslie off the air, like, I'm falling more in love with O every time. But go on. We'll see about that. <laughs> so, Owen and Katina arrive from Puerto Rico. So, Olajuwon is in awe. So, they immediately go to the new apartment that they're going to be sharing. Mm-hmm. And I quote, he says, Ooh, they want us to make babies as he clocks the apartment. He's just like looking around, like, Ooh. <laughs> And, of course, my dirty old mind went, like, oh, God, please, don't have Dr. Viviana show up with a blue light. Oh, dear God. (laughs) That place would light up like a Christmas tree. Turn into Dexter looking for blood (laughs) with a blue light. Like, please, did they bang? I must confirm. (laughs) 
So anyways, back to reality. So it was funny because I used captions this time because I wanted to get, I didn't want to m- miss a thing like Aerosmith sang. Oh, like well, Diane Steven Warren. Tyler. Yeah. That's another one. Um, so I captured the lyric and I sent it to you because for some reason the song said, hey, I like hip hop music. It was just, <laughs> that's all it well, said. Well, Leslie, of course they have to put hip hop because they're black. Oh, uh, yes. See, I'm, yes. I'm, I didn't notice that. Oh, yes. that's what the urban music was yes. about. Yes, mm. and if they were Chinese or Asian, they would put something offensive there. They yeah. just are real offensive with their music choices. <laughs> <laughs> if it was, you know, me and my family, it would be something from The Godfather. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so anyway, so we just pretty much get like a glamour view of the kitchen and like all these appliances and always super impressed. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is well equipped and tells Katina. So you really have no excuse. And it's already talking about going food shopping. So he just mm-hmm. wants her in that kitchen. Katina is not with it and tells producers that this is going to be an adjustment because she's never lived with a boy before. And as I someone, love how she says a boy. A boy. Because that's how he's behaving, like a boy. Yes. And as someone who has, because he was not a man, my ex-husband was a boy. <laughs> so was mine. <laughs> Straight guys are gross. They're disgusting <laughs> for the most part. And I'm, okay, let me speak for my culture. In my culture, I'm Dominican. Usually, the boys are raised kind of as the protectors of the house. And so the girls cater to them. So if you have a son, the mom does everything for them. And Mm. the son does not do a lick of chores. Like, women chores, like washing dishes, doing laundry, none of that woman shit they're going to do. No. Okay. Okay. If they have a daughter, that daughter is also supposed to cater to the brother. So this is the kind of monsters that we create. So that's just... My experience within my generation, my little culture, and the people that I know. So that was kind of the impression that I was getting off of him because he was expecting too much of her being in the kitchen. Okay. Okay. I have a whole theory around him wanting her to be in the kitchen, but we'll get to (laughs) it when we get to Pastor Cal. So O'Lily wants to play house. He instructs Katina to act it out. And stand by the stove and pretend she's making him breakfast because he needs to get an image of this. Bend over and take that turkey out of the oven. Oh, my oh yeah. God. Oh, yeah. Bend over and swiv- swivel those tater tots. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> tater tots. <laughs> and then he says... Punch that egg. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's ignore this. I'm done now. Bizarre recipe. Do not eat animals. (laughs) And then he says, this is a lifelong commitment. So I'm trying to get a few visuals of this. (laughs) (laughs) Amy, what does a red flag sound like to you? Is there an audible sound for a red flag? Because I think we need to drop that into this moment. It's usually when my shoes are sticking to the bar floor. (laughs) Because it's gross. It's like, Jesus Christ. You are committed to a spouse, a partner, not a personal chef. Like, what is wrong with you? He's very, like, we've talked about this before. I, I forget which couple. But it's kind of like the, the Madonna complex, like the mm-hmm. whore and the Madonna. Like, he's very, marriage to him is this very pure thing that he saves the virginal girls for. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is a whore that he can fuck around with that he loves. Yeah. (laughs) And so he's trying to make sure, like, is she, you know, going to be pure enough for me? But I think he, I think, I'll get into it. Go ahead. 
so yeah, so Katina tells producers he's consistently telling her, drilling it into her mind that he wants home cooked meals every day. Meanwhile, Me too, all man. she's used to is all she's used to doing is like ordering out and just mm-hmm. feeding herself. As she mm-hmm. said, just feeding myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his logic is that now that he has a wife, his days of grabbing some bread and peanut butter are and running out the door, that's over. So he's implying he needs to have like a breakfast sandwich or some bacon or something in the morning yes. made by her. Because I'm okay with that, but I would want Timmy to make it for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like you could trade off. It could be a special yeah. occasion. So you're telling me, oh, I'm no longer going to eat peanut butter. When we, when we all know in reality, married life is nothing like this. I mean, you're just grabbing food and running out the door to work. You know, he didn't marry Rosie, the robot made for the right. Jetsons. Like, right. what is wrong with him? He needs oh to my stop. God, I love the Jetsons. Oh, me too. I, but I think here's, here's where I'm giving him a pass. Because you're shocked that I'm giving him a pass on this. Yeah, I am. I think this is all an act. I really do. Like, and when she presses him on, when Pastor Cal presses him on it, he collapses immediately. He changes his tune immediately. It's a total act. It really is. I think it's his way of kind of ribbing at her a little bit. Yeah, but then he says, like, I'm going to be all on your back. But he did at least admit that he's not going to be texting her to see, like, what's for dinner. He just expects it to be there when he arrives. Right. It's got to be a show that he's putting yeah. on. Yeah. So Katina clearly says, and I highlighted this, she promises to put her best foot forward to make sure he's well fed every day. Yeah, but she didn't pizza. say she was <laughs> cooking every day. Nope, nope. This sounded like Scout's Honor. I promise to try to do something if mm-hmm. I don't really want to, but let's play nice and pretend like I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Expect that, but you won't get it. The Part of the reason why I think this is an act is if he was serious, Katina is not, like, she's, she's not going to roll over for him. Yeah. Right. Like, she would be like, fuck you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like she can, we saw with Lindsay, she can certainly hold her own. I mm-hmm. think she realizes this is playful. Yeah. And that got me thinking like, when are they shooting these confessionals and where are they are in their union at the moment? Because she's able to kind of look back at this and laugh and kind of like brush yeah. it off. Like, oh, it's yeah. just oh being oh, rather yeah. than being indignant. Like, can you believe that he is expecting this? Right. Like, I feel like this would be a different vibe if it was coming from like Johnny mm-hmm. of last season. Because he'd probably really want that. Yeah. Yeah. So she did say in the confessional that she's never felt this kind of pressure in a relationship. That this uh, this is a lot. A lot of expectations to have. So we later see in those quick couple self-recorded um, morning confessionals that Katina talks in her sleep. So oh, like rats her out mm-hmm. and is like, you talk mm-hmm. in your sleep a little bit. Yep. And I'm just like, why you gotta tell people that's so mean? But later on in this episode, when the couples are forced to learn about their new spouses by subjecting them to their <laughs> real apartments, <laughs> Olajuwon, who I now shall refer to as Visual Master, is oh. taking Katina to his place mm-hmm. and doesn't just let her walk up to his place. No, no, no. He holds her back. He makes her take the view. I want you to really get a visual of this, he says. Can I say I think his house is really cute? It's a really cute house. There's some though. decor issues, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but the house itself, like on the yeah, outside, very cute. cute. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, he just wants to show off his cute little house and mm-hmm. wants her to imagine that they were married 
holding hands and walking into their home together, you know, like they're doing right now, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. in the future. <laughs> like if only we had this on, I don't know, video. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I get what he's trying to do. He's documenting every mm-hmm. moment. And it's like, so the real moment is gone. It's a very millennial thing. I'm guilty of that too, where it's like, you're forcing yourself like stay in the moment, stay in the moment, but you're not because you're so focused on reminding yourself to stay in the moment, to take it all and take it all in. So it's, yes. It's one of those conflicting things. But I get where he's coming from. And in all fairness, this is a huge step for all because he admits this is the first time he's really taking a woman to his home. You know, one that won't be hauled off in <laughs> an Uber in an hour. One that's not blackout drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying to impress her. And he, like, he's nervous about it. And he wants to make sure that this is her style because he recognizes she has a bit of swagger. She might think it's too manly. So it's already been decided that this is where they're going to live. So there's no question about it. They're living in yeah. his house. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Which so go- is a really cute house and she could decorate it, it really house. nicely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they go where the magic happens. And for Olajuwon, that's the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> he asks her if this is her style. <laughs> um... It was like my great aunt's style in 1990. Everything is so brown and dark. He has the cafe curtains from Boscov's for Mm $5.99. And she's honest and she starts pointing out things that she doesn't like. And then this hideous coffee theme, like (laughs) little curtains. And he's immediately like, why? I look at it every day. So just because you see something every day doesn't mean that it's good. You know what it is? It's like one of those, you stop at these little quote unquote boutique hotels in these small tiny towns Mm -hmm. and they have the coffee corner and it's like on a white high table in the corner, like kind of like a Schitt's Creek kind of Uh, situation. And they have the coffee curtains hanging behind with like a single lonely, not even a Keurig, like a Black & Decker glass pot and like a dispenser with Fruit Loops in it. Yeah, it's basically just saying, look, we have coffee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was just like, in my notes, I was like, you asked for her opinion, let her have one. And I agree with her. It does give an older vibe. Like, yes. it's like, this is not yes. like he decorated it. Like, maybe he inherited this home. That's like, what that's I was the thinking. It maybe it, it came furnished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so the second magical room is the basement. He has a home gym, you guys. Mm-hmm. And then the walls are colored like a pastel, like a lime mm-hmm. green or something. It's not good. It's not good. And again, he asks, so do you like this? <laughs> He's like cheesy. Like his smile is huge. <laughs> Cut to her telling producers she can see herself living there, but his place is a bachelor pad. Then back to the gym and the lime colored walls. The equipment is fine. I would change the color. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Later on, they go outside, and then our favorite maths trope, the rating system. Oh, boy. If Katina had to rate his house on a scale of 1 to 10, what score would she give him? He's just there, smiling and proud. She gives him an 8, says it's cute home overall, mm-hmm. but he gets a 5 in the decorations. Mm-hmm. He did not like that at all. Okay. Olajuwon is one of the most dangerous things you could have in a husband. <laughs> One who gives a shit about the decor. Because yeah. that needs to be completely my decision. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you and him cannot work out. So Timmy no. is saved. Yes. No. I mean, luckily, Timmy is a carpenter. So he can build what I envision. 
mm-hmm. but he can have no decorative say over it. Yeah. It needs to be all me. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's the only time where I feel like gender norms like I, I I kind of like fall I'm for those. Totally kind of buy like, into that. This needs a girl's touch because <laughs> this looks like you know. I mean, the single guys when I was Tinder Leslie, let me tell you, mm-hmm. I went to some apartments and they that were like, no, no, dirty underwear on the floor, like oh. just mm. like they like the apartment itself was like a nice structure. They just uh-huh. didn't pick up after themselves. Yeah. It was so gross. Yeah, I went to a guy's house once and he had on his bed as bedding. A dirty sleeping bag. Oh, God. Yeah. You fuck yeah. him, right? Because I would. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we are friends. But okay. a dirty sleeping bag. Oh, oh God. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Listen, Girl. you haven't lived until you fucked on a sleeping bag, on a futon, on a air in mattress. Somebody's, in somebody's studio apartment because they're trying to hide from child support. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That was a bad. That was a bad time. I called that my fat girl skinny time. Like when I wrote that book, all that yeah. is in there. Yes. Oh, I need to read that book. Oh boy. Okay. So Katina suggests repainting the kitchen to light gray, and Isaac makes an appearance. That's yeah. when his sweetness disappears, and all of a sudden he's like, "Nope, absolutely not. That's not even going to match." No. Nope. Because this floor is tan, you guys. But granite but, is tan. Everything is brown. Yes, she is a hundred percent in the right here. Yeah. Gray, brighten it up because there's not a lot of natural light in there. So you gotta brighten that up and get all that dark color out of there. And he's asking her, like, do you even know how much that costs? Like to redo all of this? And she's like, Um I don't know, like fifty thousand dollars. She does about fifty thousand dollars. And I'm like She's watching too much HGTV. And she's acting like, that's nothing. Like, oh, $50,000? Yeah. Like, if, if if this is what you actually think this would cost, you wouldn't suggest this. Because that's just an outrageous amount of money. Right. You know the um, the show Love It or List It? I've heard of it, it, yeah. Okay. So, like, one lady fixes up the house, your current house, mm-hmm. and then another guy tries to find you a house. And then at the end, you have to decide, after your house is remodeled, are you going to love it and stay? Or are you going to list it and move? And then, the, like, so the guy and the woman are competing. Oh, it's And the better. woman's always like, oh, what? You want, you want that wall, or you want that door changed out? Oh, that's going to be three grand. <laughs> like, it's always like this oh ridiculous God. number. Like, oh, you need new laminate flooring? You Like, you need new cheap laminate flooring down? $5,000. It's like, Jesus who is Christ. doing this work? I don't know. <laughs> It's like Michael Scott said on The Office famously, you know, the people in, what is that show, the home makeover shows, could build a whole house in one episode, in one hour. <laughs> if they could build one show, one house in, a, in, in the one hour. Yeah, hour. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. So anyway, so it's funny because Katina does say, you know, that she understands this is his house, but how mm-hmm. can she also make it her home if she can't change a thing? Right. She, he, and again... I don't know. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but I think he'll he'll give her her way. Okay. So now Pastor Kyle stops by. And Pastor Kyle me wrong. Lajuan greets him at the door, and he says, something smells good, and Jasmina announces. Wait, I put Jasmina. No, Katina. Just... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am like. Suddenly, Jasmina's there cooking. <laughs> Jasmina's cooking all of a sudden because she's fed up with Mike. No. Katina announces. 
I made some spaghetti and garlic bread and Pastor Kyle says, and I quote, good grief, girl, you threw down, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) So he's clearly impressed. And she laughs and says, I tried that this, this is one of his requirements. And Pastor Kyle pulls up a chair and goes, oh, is it now? (laughs) Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. And Pastor Cal is like, I'm going to be straight with you, Katina. That was not a deal breaker when he's, when we spoke to him. No. And she is shocked and always like, that's important to me. That's like huge. So Pastor Cal asks him to explain and he says he has a level of expectations for his wife. And hey, you know, you cook. So that's part of the expectations. Sure. And Pastor Cal says, okay, 30, 40, 50 years ago, that was fine. That's how things were, and he doesn't want him to be stuck in a time warp. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Cal is looking out for Olajuwon and doesn't want him to come off as a yes. Neanderthal yes. who wants her stuck in the kitchen, barefoot and pregnant, basically. And he immediately, you see the look on Olajuwon's face. He immediately gets it. Yeah, he's like, oh, He's like, no. oh, my God, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So and he, that's what I like about him. Like, he yeah. takes correction, and I think he'll change. I hope so. Mm-hmm. So he claims that he's made it clear that he will cook some nights. we just never mm-hmm. seen that. So I hope that that's true. <laughs> and then, then I wrote like, yeah, but boiling pasta and dumping marinara sauce isn't really cooking. Oh, I would eat it. I would eat it I mean, it I'd night. eat it, but that's mm-hmm. not really cooking. Mm-hmm. I've never know? met any kind of spaghetti I didn't like. <laughs> I'll eat it. <laughs> Even Chef Boyardee? I'll eat it. Whatever. I used to eat it as a kid. But if I'm somebody else cooks it for I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying if somebody else <laughs> cooks it, it for me, I'll eat it. <laughs> I want Dominican. I'm supposed to eat spaghetti con pan, which is just spaghetti and a piece of bread. Carb and carb. That's all carb you and eat. Carb. That's carb like and carb. a meal. Mm-hmm. Legit mm-hmm. meal. So, so Pastor Kyle asked Paddington Bear. I mean, sorry, Katina. Um, <laughs> Paddington Bear? <laughs> she was wearing like a yellow rain hat or something. <laughs> okay. I was like, who is she? Is this from Curious George? Is this oh, Paddington Bear? The man with the yellow hat. What is happening here? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, he asked her, like, is there any communication issues? And not to worry about throwing him under the bus. And he brings up the horse incident. So, apparently, he has been watching footage. They have been feeding it to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his captors have been letting him watch closed-circuit television. <laughs> And he said that it made him uncomfortable when Olajuwon was just telling her to relax. Because it sounded yeah. a little condescending. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like the way he came off. Because at some point, you know, it just comes off bad. Yeah. Like, it just made him look bad. And he felt yeah. like she was really scared. Like, you should respect that. Yeah. And again, he immediately kind of backs down. Yeah. And this is the thing, like... I guess that's what separates him for me from people like Jose, for example, mm-hmm. JHL, that whole situation is like Jose would have these ideas, but he would double down on them. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of like everybody can fall into having bad gender norms. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. happens. But if it's brought to your attention, if you are able to say you're right, like that's, I have to rethink this. Yeah. Like, I feel like Olajuwon would do really well in therapy because he just has an open so. mind to, to change. It seems like he is open-minded to change. And yeah. like, and when he says, oh, okay, I see what you mean. He's not saying it in a dismissive Mm-mm. way like Michael, not which we'll see. Right, he's not defensive. Olajuwon, mm-hmm. believe it or not, is not a defensive person. Yeah. Like, he's very, he's easily, I feel like he's emotionally intelligent. There we go. Yeah. 
And as someone who studies like extensively gender norms, gender roles, mm-hmm. and especially marinismo, mach- um, machinismo, machismo, and all that bullshit, like in Latin cultures and all mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. I-, I totally get it. So it-, it gives me, it does give me hope. And again, because you see Katina in the confessionals kind of laugh off a few things, mm-hmm. it gives me hope that they're in a good place. Yeah, I agree. So Pastor Cal just wants to make sure that Katina feels heard. And she says that she's spoken to him about his tone and doesn't take well to men who speak to her disrespectfully. Right. As we all should. We should not stand for anyone speaking to us disrespectfully. Nope. And so, I don't know. So, O makes it clear to her every day that he values her. So that's why he's telling Pastor Cal, like, no, you know, ask if they have, and then he asks if they've been intimate. And then the caption read, (laughs) no Joe, quirky music. And they say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and this is where I'm getting that he's struggling with those two, the reconciliation of the, the Madonna and the whore, because we learn it's his idea. I know. So Pastor yeah. Kyle was like, is this something that was mutually agreed upon? And mm-hmm. all says, yeah, somewhat, and laughs. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, clearly he wants to bang. Isaac is just, like, waiting in the wings, waiting to tap back. <laughs> And then we get the reveal that it's his decision mm-hmm. not to have sex. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shut the front door. What the mm-hmm. fork is going shut on? Shut the front door. I all of a sudden was in the good place. I was like, shut the front door. What the fork is do going you, on? Do you remember when you were a kid Where and you whipped Isaac? that you whipped that one out in front of your parents for the first time and you were so proud of yourself? You were um, like, hey, mom, shut the front door. And then this look came over her face like she was just going to beat the shit out of you. No, see, I'm Dominican. You uh, don't fuck like that. You can't no, no, fuck no. around like that. <laughs> I no. can't even do that now. And I'm 37 years old. She will beat me. And my mom has had spinal surgery. Okay. <laughs> she will beat okay. me with her cane. Enough said. Yes. <laughs> so then always saying that the reason for it is that he's hesitant because like, what if this doesn't work out? You mm-hmm. have to question it. And Pastor Cal tells him, no, you don't. If this is a lifelong, long-term mm-hmm. commitment, and this is marriage, and there's no there's no such thing as if we don't work out. You're in this for the long haul. And you know he's serious. when You know he's serious when Pastor Cal is, like, removing his glasses and using it as, like, <laughs> <laughs> a little pointer to, like, accentuate yep. his points. Yep. Like, I'm telling you. <laughs> yep. And Pastor Cal tells him that, line of thinking is giving him a way out so he needs to change that he's casting yeah. down and so then they're bound to fail and he tells O that she should be um so he tells O that she could be taking it as him not finding her attractive mm-hmm. and katina admits that yeah she has thought that mm-hmm. and he's like oh, are you kidding me you're gorgeous like he she's can't believe it gorgeous she's gorgeous she's Ugh. beautiful he i just want to be beautiful. in a sandwich between the two of them <laughs> oh they're so beautiful and this is why i get okay katina and jasmina confused because their names are similar and also they're two gorgeous black queens yeah. and i'm just yep. like oh yep. i just want to be their friends so bad so they can mm-hmm. teach me the way of hotness um so <laughs> so so Pastor Cal makes it clear before he leaves that he's not trying to push them into bed. That mm-hmm. and then they all laugh because Pastor Cal is getting some too. That's he makes it clear. Like I got my own situation at home. Pastor Cal, follow his Instagram, guys. He's getting some. That's all I want to say. So Except for the last two months or the two months of them filming he was this, held it was, yeah, yeah, there was nothing on there. So he tells them if they want to have sex. 
to have sex. He says, I hereby <laughs> provide <laughs> by the power provested in me, I declare you man and wife. You can be married and do the stuff that married people do. Yeah. So bang, bang, bang. Yeah. And I think for Elajuan, like, if he, she either needs, like, he has no, he operates on extremes. Mm -hmm. He has no way of saying, I can have sex with her, and that doesn't turn her into one of the girls that Isaac fucks with all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't know how to regulate that. It's either she's pure, and she's my wife, or I'm banging her, and I'm Isaac, and, you know, I'm sending her home in an Uber in an hour. Yeah. So it's like he, I don't know. I think he, there's a part of him that's terrified that that transition will happen. Yeah. Oh my God. I regret so many times not taking guys off <laughs> oh on no. their offer on paying for my Uber home. I was like, no, no, no I got it. Because I was trying to be an independent that's woman. What you're get, that's what you're getting out of this, this segment. This is what I got out of this whole segment. It's like, I should have made those fuckers paid. Because then sex is transactional. Yes, yes. What are you doing? I've been watching Pretty Woman since I was a child. I should know better. We know you are off Tinder now. But if (laughs) someday you're ever back on it, you've you've learned this lesson. I've learned this. I'm going to have them Venmo me all the dates. Just Venmo (laughs) me. You want a blowjob? You need to Venmo me. Venmo up front. What would the what would the little Venmo icon look like for that? For a blowjob? Just, you know, the little tongue and, <laughs> and the eggplant. There you go. There you go. And right. I just actually did that to Amy Portney. She just saw it. It's okay. I'm all right. I'm existing. Okay. So now we're going to move on to who I thought was my favorite couple, but now they're just kind of boring me. Yeah. Stephen Noy. They have to test out the bed. Because he is so tall. How tall is he? Do we know? How tall is he? I don't know. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) 6'2". All right. So they talk about noise dog. This is literally the only thing they can find to have any conflict over. This and how many kids they're going to have. So I'm going to sum this up real quick, guys. Sushi is the dog. I I think it's a lapso-apso. Does that look like to you? It's like a mix or something. I'm not sure. It's an older dog, though. So... But it's like that size. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, Noi is saying, look, Sushi has to sleep with us. Period. And Steve tries to find 85 ways around this. Nothing's happening. Noi's like, the dog is fucking sleeping with us. It's over. End of discussion. Okay. So, does Joey sleep with you in bed? No, he does not. He has a crate and he has a beautiful wooden crate. He has a beautiful Mm. bed. He has multiple beds like Sushi does, but he chooses to sleep on the couch because he uses my body pillow because it has my scent, which Mm -hmm. it used to be mine. Now it just has Joey's stink all over it. So Mm -hmm. Joey's Mm -hmm. my chihuahua, by the way, not just like Mm -hmm. a random Tinder date. So, oh, that's true. We didn't make that clear. <laughs> Joey's my Tinder date sleeps in a crate. <laughs> he sleeps in a crate like the others. Thank y'all. Yeah, no, yeah. he sleeps on the couch, and then you know he just watches over the birds because he wants mm, to make sure that he's they're a not. Guy, he could, you know. Yeah, he's a little chihuahua. My dogs sleep on the floor, but Arlo, our border collie, keeps trying to jump up. Keep like every Aww. five minutes, he's up on the bed, and I'm like, get off, get off, because then when he jumps up on the bed. It pushes Timmy into me, and then I have no no room, and I freak out. Okay. Are you guys drunk right. yet? She said Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> so now we go to see Steve's house, and he is loving the LED lights. He has gone to Five Below with his teenage <laughs> niece and nephew, 
and they have sold him on these LED lights. He has 10 packages. He put them up everywhere in the house. Noise like, um, okay, this is sriracha style yeah. <laughs> uh, decor. And I, I love it. I was expecting to hear, choo, 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 <laughs> ooh, ooh. Like, this is totally a move that sriracha would, would do. Yeah, totally but, for you performance. Know, so, so Noi doesn't see turned off by it. I think she's just really confused by it. Yeah, because he's like, a grown so man. So is it every room? It's yeah. It's a little much. Yeah, she's like, is this even in the bathroom? He's like, Pugh. No, it's not in the bathroom. What do you? Cr- oh, sorry. Okay, it's everywhere else. <laughs> okay, so Steve and Noi meet up with Pastor Cal, and Steve gushes over Noi. She's perfect. This is so great. Then they start to argue about how many kids they want. Noi wants three and will not compromise. And Pastor Cal's like, "What if you have twins? What if one has special needs? What if you can't get pregnant? What if one is an elephant?" What if one, like, he just goes through this whole thing and Noi's like, nope, 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 nope. I'm having three, I'm having three. I'm like, okay, this is so stupid. So now they talk about something real, which is Steve's lack of a job. And she reveals, like, the way she grew up in a refugee camp, guys, didn't have running water. She literally owned two shirts. She's like, I have a lot of trauma from that and I can't. I do not want that life for my children. Like, that is, you know, a a deal breaker. Yeah, and that's why it's confusing Mm -hmm. that she would want three kids. You would think she'd just want one, just in case they're not financially stable, so they don't go through hardship. It's a a weird flex there Mm -hmm. to be like, this is what I have to have. So this, him not having a job is kind of a trigger for her, and Pastor Cal makes her tell Steve, like, why? Why this is a thing. And then he's like, all right, all right, all right, dude, I have options. Like, I'll always be able to make money, okay? <laughs> so then Pastor Cal's like, she doesn't have the luxury of freewheeling like you do. Like, she has a past that drives her, and she needs security. And then Steve tells the camera, hey, if I work full time, I won't have the energy to dream or create or fly my drone. And that's everything <laughs> to me. I'm a, I'm slightly concerned. That's all I'm going to say. You don't have time to dream? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's do Michael and Jasmina before we get to our heavy hitters. Yeah. Okay. So the first shot of this couple, we get Mike in a defiant pose, arms crossed, leaning against appliances in the kitchen, Asking how Jasmina is feeling about things between them. Because during the honeymoon, they've seen a lot of each other. So imagine <laughs> hours living together. Oh, the horror. The time hours. spending. Hours. Days. Days. Oof, a yikes. lifetime. Shoot me mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. So they have this conversation about their living situations and their current... Um, who they live with. They have roommates. So Jasmina says... <laughs> That her current roommate is a guy, so she's used to living with a man. Mm-hmm. So she's used to living with a man, having that kind of life every day. But the difference is they each go to the separate rooms. We also will get a clip of her saying this at their wedding. Yep. While they're having dinner. Yep. So it's not a secret. No. So Jasmina then asks Mike if he's ever lived with a woman. Because she can't recall if he mentioned it or not. So she he shakes his head and he says, no, never, never. That's new territory for me. It's real weird. 
It's really weird. Yeah. Especially because what happens next. Yes. So then Jasmina asks if he will be staying there tonight. So that implies that this is his apartment. So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, so this is Mike's apartment. Mm -hmm. And they haven't gotten to the shared apartment yet. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. Good to know. And then Feeny, her dog, needs a new doggy daycare. So she's okay with them spending some time apart. Because she needs time to sort his stuff out. She's doing it already, guys. Yeah. I can't stay here tonight. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she'd rather take the time away and come back with a clear head. And Mike is clearly bothered. Mm-hmm. He is avoiding eye contact. His mm-hmm. biceps are nice and bulging and tight and just about to pop out of his shirt. Mm-hmm. Homeboy is you okay? bigly yeah, right. mad. He's mad. He's come mad. back to us. Let's... Yeah, he's mad. <laughs> Woo. He then tells her that's not healthy and not a good way for them to begin the marriage. And actually, I do agree. He doesn't want that every time there's an argument or a disagreement of some sort, they go sleep in separate places, separate apartments. Yeah, not, not good. Okay with that. Not good. Yeah, she assures him her delaying her moving in has nothing to do with needing space. It's about figuring out what's best for Feeny. Okay. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I believe her. I'm a dog mom. Sure. Mm-hmm. That was big dog mom energy right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I believed her. In that moment. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so Mike just hopes that when they do see each other, whenever that is, they'll start on a great foot, but he looks defeated. He honestly yeah, just looks he does. defeated. And he tells producers, he knows Feeney means a lot to her, but he doesn't know if that's the real reason she's leaving. He looks like he doesn't even want to be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why did I do this? So later on, we get like this talking head of Dr. Viviana saying couples that don't move in together right away are at a disadvantage mm-hmm. and that they really can't force them to do anything they don't want to do. So we see mm-hmm. Jasmina and Feeney. Jasmina looks exhausted and Feeney's like fluffy and cute in like his little bed in the corner. Mm-hmm. So it's a brand new day and Mike is giving Jasmina an official tour of his apartment. Jasmina <laughs> confesses to producers that she needs time, that she needed the time apart to reset and clear her head. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just about Feeney. And I had the Tyra Banks top model moment. I was rooting for you. We all were rooting for you because I believed her. You used Feeney as a ploy for your evil play. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but I like it. <laughs> I'm and I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if Feeney is named after Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney. Feeney, mm-hmm. Feeney, Feeney. Oh mm-hmm. my God, I'm going to 90s Con. Boy Meets World cast is going to be there. Oh, we'll that's talk about exciting. that later. Yeah, that's exciting. So she's hoping that they'll get back on track because they did click on their wedding, you know, for those Mm -hmm. two seconds when they slow dance, they smiled. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So she's ready to start over. And he's showing her his bedroom and things come to a screeching halt when (laughs) when she just clocks a purple painting of a naked woman hanging over his bed. Yep. She demands to know who it, who is this? (laughs) Who is this? And he's like, oh, it's a friend, you know, a gift a friend got me. And that is no one in particular, he assures her. Jasmina's not buying it and says, if you say so. Now, I had a problem with this because as somebody who grew up in a family of artists, mm-hmm. I feel like this could this means nothing to me. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. bother me. Even like it's, if it's like a legit pinup from like Playboy. Of yeah, like, it doesn't bother me. I would be like, mm-hmm. whatever, that's your thing. Yeah. But she was really kind of perturbed by it. Also, I think that at this point, she's looking for any excuse to just mm-hmm. cut him loose at this yeah. point. She's, I think she's you're right. Half out they're, they're DOA, guys. They're DOA. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And she describes his bedroom as very frat boy. He has mm-hmm. a naked woman painting hanging over his bed, probably a stash of porno. She's wondering if he oh, like, hid it in a God. roommate's room. He oh, must God. have a kinky he must drawer. Have porno. Oh no. Oh no. Jesus. No one has porno. Yeah, if it's called their own, phone. <laughs> if you own porn, like in a tangible form, You're I don't school. know. You have to be over sixty. Yeah, it's on your phone. Porn is everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And I love when she was like, I'm wondering if he has a kinky drawer, but it turns out they were just clothes. (laughs) I was like, oh, dude. So then it turns out, this is the big reveal. Mike has two roommates, and one of them is a female. Female. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, if you don't know what that's from, that's from Love After Lockup, right? Yep. When Michael and Sarah would do females. (laughs) (laughs) So his whole, he's never lived with a woman before is total BS because Jasmina has a male roommate and she says so. Mm -hmm. And we didn't he never admitted it, and he's like, "Oh, it just never came up." Then also, we saw. Then we saw the female. The female she exactly like ran into her room. <laughs> Could you imagine what kind of fucking nightmare it would be, right? Yeah. If you're living in a, a house and your roommate decides to sign up for married at first sight, and they're in your house filming. <laughs> Jesus. And then it's not. Not only does he have one female roommate, he has two. Dos females. Mujeres. Dos mujeres. Un apartamento. What is happening? (laughs) Two female roommates. Homeboy. I wrote this. I'm like, homeboy is living with two women. Yeah, he claims he never, ever, 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 ever had lived with a woman. Yeah. So then they do this troll where they're like, she tells him on the wedding day. Mm -hmm. She asks him if he's ever... Yeah, it's bad. And he's denying ever living with a woman. It's bad. And according to Mike, it's because the subject never came up. Yeah. So yep. he would have told her the subject had come mm-hmm. up. You know, like when she told him, I live with a man. Do you live with a... You no, know, no, no. The, the subject yeah. coming up would have had to have been, do you have two female roommates? Yeah. <laughs> what are they? Are, are this their names? <laughs> are they at the wedding? Yeah, it's bad. Now, on the after show, Rudy Huxtable really holds his feet to the fire on this. Good. And he was like, I just, I meant that I had never lived with a woman in a romantic sense. He could have said that. That's what you could have said, dude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because she even says, yes, I lived with a man, but it's the the difference is he goes to his bedroom, I go to mine. So there's nothing romantic. So she was clear about that. He could have done the same. He reminds me of Michael and Mika. I don't know if you saw that season. Where Michael was constantly, like, dodgy and lying about his job that he had because he was so intimidated by Mika. And I feel like this Michael is the same way. I feel like he's really intimidated by her. And it's just coming off like, I'm going to just say whatever I think she wants to hear. But she's not like that. But he looked annoyed at the wedding when she said, yeah, you see that guy over there with the hat? That's my roommate. Yeah. Like, he didn't like it. I think he just has permanent stink face. Like, he's just like, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he's been through a lot of trauma. So of he's course he has. Just yep. Pissed at life. He's <laughs> so, probably like, this all fucking sucks. Yeah, so Pastor Kyle finally makes a home visit at the new shared apartment to check in. Mm-hmm. So the first question out of his mouth is, how's it going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jasmina just nods and smiles. And you know that fake smile that you do when you just like, 
right mm-hmm. before you snap. You're mm-hmm. like, yeah. Everything's great. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Blink twice if you need help. That kind mm-hmm. of smile. So Pastor Kyle says, okay, there you have it. Because they did not communicate verbally at all. Neither did. So Pastor Kyle wants them to open, to be open, be honest. Because their marriage started to spiral on their honeymoon. So he wants to know, what the heck is the problem? Mm-hmm. Those were his exact words. What the yep. heck is the problem? What the heck's going on here? Jasmina is the first to speak. And she says that during some of the conflicts, she didn't like the way he spoke to her. That it turned her off. Mm-hmm. She reveals that when he brought up these issues off camera, he was very aggressive. Mm-hmm. He was loud. He had a tone and was disrespectful in general. Yeah. I was like, yeah. no, 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 no. So Pastor Cow is like, so you think he has the potential to explode and even go ballistic? Because she says, I know that when he talks to me, he's not at a 10 yet. So it could get worse. Mm-hmm. And that shook me. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, we need to see footage of this. We need we to need get to those prison footage. cam footages or prison cams up and get this footage and get it to us immediately. Because yeah. Leslie and I will be the judge of this. Because I, I just wrote in my notes, like, that would need so much counseling for this to work at this point. Just throw in the towel. The red flag is the size of a continent. Like, just get out. Well, and the problem probably is that he, you know, is coming from a place of trauma. Yeah. And, but so is she. Mm-hmm. Like, she probably has trauma around anger. And so he sets her off and she sets him off. Because he feels like she is looking down on him for some reason, even though she's not. Like, it's a vicious cycle. I don't know if it's going to work. Yeah. And failure, failure, Pastor Cal. Fair to launch starting just Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker yes. <laughs> okay. and and Steve from <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> so she says he's told me this has been an issue in the past in past relationships, and even his family warned me about it. And Mike, of course, is super defensive and says mm-hmm. it's almost like because I told her the fact. That, yes, it's something I need to work on. It's almost backfired on me. Because Mm -hmm. now she's painting a picture of who I am. And I disagree because he's showing these signs. Like, he's showing this. And apparently it's worse off camera. Mm -hmm. So, she she has every right. She doesn't know him from Adam. Exactly. She has every right to take her, his sister's words. Because they were like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, I mean she shouldn't, you know, put as much stock in them as Alyssa does in Chris's yeah. friend's words. But, but just put it yeah. in your back pocket. Just be like, yeah. okay, just I'll like, keep an eye Just like our that. girl Katina tells us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And saying, yeah, I got a temper. I'm working on it. Or I need to work on that. And shrugging it off isn't really working on something that's bullshit. You're not addressing anything. Right. I agree. So she gets firm with him and says, Michael, when we have a disagreement off camera, you yell. Of course, he denies it. Mm-hmm. So Pastor Kyle tries to mediate, and Michael straight up cuts him off and says, if you're saying I was speaking in a condescending tone, I would give you that, but you're saying that I was yelling at you. That's just not true, Jazz. So mm-hmm. I guess he calls her Jazz. <laughs> and the fact that he cut Pastor Kyle off twice mm-hmm. tells you he doesn't know how to control his anger. He does not. Mm-mm. He does not care for authority. And this is something that Pastor Kyle picks up, and Jasmina puts her hands up, and it's like, all right, so I'm a liar now. Mm-hmm. You've been aggressive, you've been yelling, and I'm trying not to get to that point, so I don't appreciate you sitting right here and saying that you're not yelling when you've agreed with me that you have been aggressive. Mm-hmm. Pastor Kyle's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Y'all going to listen to me. Your communication is why this is not working. You're not communicating. Mm-mm. He tells them honestly, 
honesty and transparency is key in a marriage. And asked Michael to agree. To agree to that. He says yes. And, and mm-hmm. Pastor Cal turns to Jasmina and asks, are you willing to forgive and move on? She says, yeah. Pastor sure. Cal then gives them a master class on communication and the difference between talking to someone and talking at someone. And I was like, ooh, I like that. Yep. And how when you talk at someone, you are treating them like subordinates, like they are less value. Yes. And Jasmina agrees. She's like, yes, this is how he's making me feel. So, she, like, he hit it totally on the head. So, Pastor yeah. Cal instructs her to tell him, I am not your enemy when he gets like that. Mm-hmm. And then Pastor Cal turns to Michael and says, when she says that, correct. And then he's wagging that disciplinary finger in full dad mode. No nonsense. Mm-hmm. And that's where we leave them. I don't have a lot of hope for them. I don't either. Not I don't anymore. Know. I just don't see a lot of chemistry between them either. Mm-mm. I don't know. All right. He's he's no Olajuwon. No. <laughs> Your future baby daddy? Because <laughs> he just uh, wants to make babies everywhere. No babies here. No babies here. <laughs> Don't forget, I'm significantly older than you. Cougar. <laughs> okay. I'm too old. No, I think I am his age, around his age, probably. How old are you? 37. He's probably like two years younger than me. Yeah, I'm 40. Something. I'll be 45 this year. Huh. Shut up. Okay. So let's get to the main event. Ding, 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 ding. In this corner, we have I'm a good person, Alyssa. Okay. Now. This, guys, I'm just going to put a trigger warning up front. We may delve into some politically adjacent conversation here. We're going to try and do it well. If you hate us after, just don't listen. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Okay. All right. So Chris has moved into the apartment and he says, hey, Alyssa's made the decision not to. And I'm moving in because I uh, plan to do this. It's what I committed to. And he said he hears through the grapevine what the problem is like she's not directly telling him anything he's hearing that it could be tattoos it could be political and she tells she told him if you hear something come and confront me about it but there's a problem leslie he doesn't have her phone number (laughs) he doesn't know her number (laughs) so he's like i'm just gonna give i'm just gonna live my best life until she decides to surface like whatever okay so now we see him disc golfing with his friend. Now, is the friend's name Nick? Is that the hot, like, cop friend? Yes. I don't know. I just said hot cop friend. <laughs> That's okay. how I wrote okay. him down as. Okay. So Chris is disc golfing with hot cop. Mm-hmm. And he, Chris describes this guy as a straight shooter. And then we see Alyssa meeting with her mom, who's not a straight shooter. <laughs> okay. Alyssa tells her mom she thinks she blacked out from the time she saw Chris to the time they got to Puerto Rico. (laughs) She said she saw him and was like, no. And mom's like, well, what were you? Or Alyssa goes, what'd you think of him? And she goes, well, I was kind of expecting a cowboy. Now I have a theory. Okay. Alyssa watches Yellowstone. (laughs) And she thinks Kip is her guy or Rip. I'm sorry. Is her guy. She thinks she's Beth, and she thinks he. she wants her rip to come walking across the prairie, walking across that ranch with his hat on, beating the shit somebody at the cooler, and lifting her up and carrying her off into the sunset. Alyssa, 
Not going to happen. Or she thinks he's John Travolta in Urban Cowboy. Oh, yes. Because that's what yes. I just picture. When I think of cowboys, mm-hmm. I think of him. I also think of Billy Ray Cyrus. You know, I keep breaking mm-hmm. hard. Okay. Right. No, I love Miley. I'm in love with Miley. Miley, I love you, you need, if you hear this. You, everybody needs to watch Yellowstone, even though you'll hate yourself for it. Yeah. The next day, it's like it's like going home with the DJ. It's like having <laughs> sex in the dirty sleeping I'm bag. I'm a DJ. You're going to hate yourself. Hey, I'm a DJ. You are not a poor wedding DJ. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm a radio disc jockey. <laughs> it's, you're going to hate yourself, but you need to watch it. Anyway, yeah. so she... Well, for the record, if you've slept with me, you love yourself a lot. <laughs> okay. And you still text me about how you miss me and this fine bootay. Okay, put, ten, put Tinder Leslie back in her bottle. <laughs> okay, Tinder Leslie, go away. <laughs> Sorry, a, a recent uh, person like resurfaced, <laughs> and I was like, "Isn't this hysterical?" And I walked. Right. So now we have um, Alyssa saying, "The mother's like, I was expecting, you know, Rip Wheeler to come out from Yellowstone, and she's like, but he's a." The mother goes, "But he's cute, and he's a great guy." And Alyssa goes, "You don't see the way he treats me." <laughs> I really got to dig into my Valley Girl for that. So she says. I hear he likes to debate until the cows come home and argue their point. And I just want someone who can saddle the cows and cook them for me. Whatever. Jesus. So in the meantime, Chris is telling Hot Cop that one of the reasons they're not compatible (laughs) is because he doesn't have the tattoo that her psychic said he should. And the friend goes, please stop. Please stop. stop. Please stop. stop. Please, please. This isn't real. And then the friend drags her to the camera. He's like, I don't know. Maybe there's an 80-year-old World War II vet out there somewhere with the eagle tattoo. (laughs) All right. So mom asks now, like, what are the differences in your core values? Like, you keep saying this. Uh, Mom gets her script that Alyssa gave her. What Mm -hmm. are the differences in your core values? Mm -hmm. So Alyssa's like, he says... He has a or he has a lack of respect for other people, and he posted on his Instagram about defunding the police, and that's disgusting. I respect first responders. Like, what if he needed a police officer? Now, guys, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give a shout out to another podcast called "Are You My Podcast." Ooh. I I really like them. They're they're fantastic. They, I mean, they're not Amy and Leslie. But I like them. They (laughs) friended Chris before the season started when his Instagram was still open. Oh. They have done some hashtag journalism and they found the only thing they found that could remotely be perceived as uh, defunding the police, which it wasn't. On Juneteenth, Mm -hmm. Chris wore some kind of shirt that said, like, stop killing black people. Oh, a scandalo. I know. So this is what she is. I don't know. Now, in all fairness, the hosts of that show have said several times they don't know if that's the post she was talking about. Yeah. There could have been something else that he took down. We don't know. Stories. Yeah. Right. We don't know. If that's the case, that's upsetting. But, um, like, I just have a real problem with this because as, as Leslie and I were kind of talking about how to approach this... We're both in agreement that, like, 
the rate of murder happening to young black men in this country mm-hmm. is not political. That is not, not a political issue. That and is a real problem, and it's a humanity yeah. problem. And the whole Black Lives Matter movement, and like I was telling Amy, like I don't get it. Like people never said that Black Lives Matter more or any right. less. It's just that yep. they matter because it seems like the police doesn't seem to grasp that because they didn't for so long. Because they didn't right. for so long. Yeah. So that's all that is. We just want equality. It's like you know, equality having equality doesn't mean less equality for you this isn't right. the pie this isn't right. pizza like we all get a, <laughs> yes we all get a, we all the want same a, amount, the, the same, same slice. slice but for a very long time like you can't you know you're either the oppressed or the oppressor and the mm-hmm. oppressor cannot argue that they are invisible and don't have rights mm-hmm. the oppressed need visibility and that's what it's all about like it's not a threat to police departments no it's not people still res- we love the police yeah. Whatever. I have um, police members in my family. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not in this country, but still, like. But there are still problem. There are problematic police officers, just like in mm-hmm. my field of teaching, there are problematic teachers. Oh, don't I get mean, me that's in every ed. in every industry. Yeah. So it's like, it's just it drives me nuts that false equivalency between black people should not be shot in the street, and I hate all the police. No, Those two no. things are not the same. No, it's not. No. Rant but, over. Happy Black History Month. Yes. But Alyssa thinks it is. Alyssa's like, oh, what if he needs the police? Okay. So now we we switch back to Chris, who clearly was telling Hot Cop about this. Yeah. And he goes, you are literally, I'm saying it like uh, Rob Lowe in Parks and Rec, <laughs> you are literally the best person. But he goes... You are literally my best friend, and you are literally a police officer. (laughs) So Chris is like, she would understand, like, I would like to explain the nuances of my views to her, but I can't talk to her. So she's just making, she is making assumptions based on we don't know what, and just running with them. Okay. So mom says... What you need, what would you need to stay with him after decision day? And she goes, I would need trust and honesty and good communication. And, and we a don't new have face that. and a new person who's she a goes, cowboy. Are you ready for this? He would need to prove himself. And I just wrote, Are we on fucking Mars here? <laughs> what is happening right now? Prove it is what? The, like, I, what has, even if he is a monster off screen. You can't say that he's not trying to stay in the marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. All right. So now Alyssa shows up and Chris lets her in. It's super awkward. Pastor Cal, thank God, shows up a minute later. Yeah. Okay. Chris tells Pastor Cal Alyssa has zero interest in being married to him since the wedding night. And Alyssa says she first felt disappointed when she saw him. And she could have walked away then, but she didn't. Oh, hero. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I got nervous when his friends and family were telling me all these scary things. Pastor Cal asks, have you talked about any of these things with him? And she says, no, because things kept happening and I feel like I was just getting pushed down underwater. And then she lies and says, I just say she lies. Like, it's just <laughs> a fact. She lies and says she had glimmers of things working when they were paddleboarding and tennis. Okay. 
She didn't want to do either of those things. No. And she was happiest when she was furthest away from him. Yes, 100%. So Pastor Cal's like, hang on, hang on. Even on the wedding night, you didn't even want to go to the suite. So let's not pretend here. And she says, I don't feel comfortable sharing a bed like with anyone, no matter who it is. Pastor Cal's like, you knew you were getting married, right? <laughs> you know what the name of this show is. Mm-hmm. So... Then he says, time sharing the apartment isn't marriage. You just don't want to be around him, period. Yep. Okay, now we go to, now we head, Leslie, to Bullshit Corner. (laughs) Alyssa says, there are a few reasons why sharing this apartment with you isn't ideal for me. Number one, we both have big dogs. Number two, I'm allergic to dogs. I'm not (laughs) sure if you know that or not. I'm not allergic to Penelope anymore because I've been around her for 10 years. Now, Pastor Cal is doing all the eye rolling a man could possibly do without injuring his sight. I mean, he is like ready to lose his mind. Alyssa says, I've been trying to look for positives, but I can't find any. And Pastor Cal's like, well, Chris found some. Mm -hmm. And Chris says, on paper, I really thought that we would be compatible. Chris, you need to take that fucking sentence out of your mouth, vomit it into a garbage can, and never say it again. <laughs> because you're giving this girl too much credit. Yeah. So she is here now, and she wants to see how they can move forward. And she looks at Chris, and she says she doesn't like how things have been going, but she's been in a better headspace since she's been home. My purpose of coming here was to stop the pattern that we were in and figure out how to move forward. Okay. Mm, sure. sure Pastor Cal, Pastor Chris. How do you want to respond? Chris, for me, this is my decision day. Pastor Cal, do you want a divorce? Chris, I want a divorce. We wanted this for you, Chris. We wanted freedom for you. We got it. She starts to cry. And I (laughs) fuck you in big capital letters. She says she worked so hard to get here. Never thought this would be the outcome for me. And I've been treated with such disrespect. Chris says, I came into this experience with expectations. And I'm not chasing someone who doesn't want to be chased. And Alyssa says, I didn't leave when I had a chance to. And Chris goes, there's a lot of reasons for you to still be here. But marriage isn't the one you're choosing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And Alyssa says, I didn't come here for the wrong reasons. I did not come here to be on TV. And when you say that, it triggers me because it's not fair. Chris says, I always said the second most important thing to me was marriage. And the first thing is for both of us to be happy. And we are just happier apart. And Pastor Cal says, this is sad, but the road ends here. Mm -hmm. And now we get a shot of her having to put her keys on the counter. And it's fantastic. And then she has to go back for her phone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. She has to go back for her phone. Oh, God. She does the storm out. And she's in the hallway and she's like, I'm a nice, I'm a good person. And he's trying to make it look otherwise. I'm a good fucking person. And then she's like, oh, I forgot my phone. (laughs) She has to go back in. It's so great. It's so great. So Chris is packing up. He said he doesn't believe in fate or destiny. Like, this is it. Everything takes work. And the woman he's going to meet and spend the rest of his life with, like, she's out there. And he needed to go all through or through all of this to meet her. And he's ready for her. And I'm like, we need to see that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this continues, but we need to see him meet somebody fine and move on. 
Do you think that he would ever do, like, another season? Like, if they try to do, like, the undateables or the unmatchables or so something. So they did do something like that, I want to say. I don't, I can't remember 100%. But I think they should take people whose husbands or wives were never serious. Mm-hmm. And give them a second chance. And give right. these people some justice. Like Maybe even couple, pair them up together. Yeah, like the ones that did not hook up at all. Yes. Because yes. there's nothing, yeah. Yep, I think that would be great. Okay, so now we have next time on. Next time on. The couples are having family and friends over. Steve tells Noi, you gave me the silent treatment, you ghosted me, and you walked out of the apartment. And then on social media, you wrote, this relationship isn't working. Now, as you recall, earlier when we had the spoiler of this scene, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is nothing. It's out of context. Now I'm thinking it might be something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a little nervous. Okay, Mark, Mark and Lindsay. Oof. Mark Ooh. tells Lindsay, when we're together, it makes me feel uncomfortable. They're, they're, I didn't know this at the time, but they're bowling and they're in front of all the other couples. Yes. Yep. So he's like, when we're together, it makes me feel uncomfortable when you do that. Don't do that. And she's like, okay, you know what? I don't like to brush things under the rug. So she's probably airing their dirty fucking laundry in front mm-hmm. of everybody. And he says, well, this is a team. And if you can't get that, this isn't going to work. Then he walks away and she yells, yeah, walk away. That's what I thought. Call your mom and see if she could let you in tonight. And he yells back at her, have another drink. Yeah. And all the other couples are like, ugh. And we all know his relationship with his mom, you know, she's not well. So that's mean. This just is not good. When your fights, you and I, you know, have both been in marriages that have Mm -hmm. broken down. When your fights get to this level, no. There's no going back. The personal insults, no. There's really no going back. Mm. I, I I like Lindsay. I've said she's like endearing to me for some reason. But she needs to get her ass under control. Yeah, she's <laughs> too much. Yes. All right, girl. Any other thoughts before we move on? No, I think that this was a good episode overall. I'm so glad that Chris is able to just wipe his hand clean of this mess. Oh, we need to do our winners and losers. We almost mm. forgot. Okay, so who's your best man, best woman? Is it going to be Chris? That's mine. Chris. Chris yeah. won the episode. He won the episode. He won the season. Chris won Married <laughs> at First Sight. Yeah, he won. Does actually, it come with cash prize? <laughs> actually, you know who won Married at First Sight? Woody and Imani, I who saw are now expecting that. a child. I saw mm-hmm. that. I need to see mm-hmm. that season. Like, I've seen all the articles, it's and I'm just like, season. oh, I want to see them fall in love. What was interesting is Woody was presented very much like Olajuwon in that he was this playboy all of his friends were like stunned that he was getting married. And it was the first time that they had friends go on. So he was friends with another guy who oh. went on, Miles and Karen. Miles and Woody were best friends. And they did it together. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, Miles we get, but Woody, Woody's going to get married. <laughs> like they were all like, Argh. and he just, he found this woman kind of like Katina who was like confident and strong and didn't take his bullshit. And he just, Fell completely. Oh, now I need to watch that. What season is that? That is New Orleans. New I Orleans, can't okay. remember what actual. I season think it's on the it it's on the app. Or There's something. an Alyssa type figure on there too. Oh, of course. If we ever get time, maybe we should cover it. If we yeah. ever get time, <laughs> <laughs> we are so like Rawr. we're trying to get you guys some Love Is Blind. We're working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. But we it's want to like... open the pods because you know, as as you all know, obviously my best friend Nick Lachey. He's mm-hmm. one of the <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. My best friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, all right. So I think that's it. Oh, our losers for the episode. I'm going to say Mark the Shark. He's in, he's in a bad way, guys. Yeah, I feel bad for <laughs> he him. He literally agree. has like all of his shipping thrown out of his house. His landlord is turning on him. His grandmother's dying. And he's moved an angry and irate Jodie Foster into his apartment. Yeah. So like it's not going well. And he's living with five cats. Yeah, and those bed bugs, man, those are true winners of the episode. They, they ran him out of there. Yikes. All right, so Leslie, tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me on social media at Sinister Girls. Our podcast is 30 and thriving. <laughs> I don't know, I was just thinking of 13 going on 30. It's thriving. Oh, that's a great movie. And thank you so much to. Um, okay, so I found this new podcast about Sex in the City. It's called mm-hmm. Sex in the City It's, and they did cover it just like that. So that's kind of how I found them. And okay. since I finished that, I'm going back to them following the first very first season so i'm already up to like season six part one cool that they're covering i've been binging them like crazy they're so funny sex in the city it's they are two straight guys have been friends for over 20 years had never watched sex in the city don't still don't know the characters names even <laughs> in just like that they're hilarious they're comics they used to write for letterman I can't okay. recommend that podcast enough if you love Sex in the City. And they gave oh. me, like, a cute shout-out on their podcast. Oh, so. that was nice. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Wait, what did you do to get a shout-out? Patreon. I joined it. Oh, I, I'm okay. supporting. Okay. I was okay. like, these guys, they, they need my shekels. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got you. I got you. I joined a Sister Wives podcast. Oh. Patreon. It's called Shit Talking Sister Wives. <laughs> so great. It's, like, the greatest thing. So I hear you. I hear yeah. you. I receive you. I see you thank you okay so i am at gen x this is why where we cover little house on the prairie myself and my older sister and we do some 80s blockbusters and stuff so i'm over there it's gen x this is why spell out why the x is just the x okay got it (laughs) all right so uh thanks and follow us on instagram yes and guys please please hit the five stars on apple see how i begged there that was nice please Mm -hmm. please it, it really just helps us like pop up in searches and stuff mm-hmm. so help us out you know if you want to yell at me for saying jody foster too much that's fine as long as you hit five stars and then do it do you want us to cover love is blind do you want us to get in the pods tell us yeah we'll get in the pods we're we're flirting with some ideas we're thinking should we have a facebook group we're thinking you know should we expand a little bit we're kind of waiting to see we're waiting to see you know how this is received and if we have goddamn time to do anything. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, we both got jobs. We're very, very busy, busy business women. We both have jobs in higher ed. Which we is kinda, do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're we're sweating it out there. All right, guys. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye.